Before I went to 101, I came to 101, um, I would say I was just existing. You know, I had breakfast, lunch, dinner. I had a number of other programs that I was involved in, but they were, um, they didn't really light a fire in me. I have a huge bump of curiosity about all sorts of things and all sorts of people and, and so forth. And uh, that really wasn't being fed. That, that animal, that beast wasn't being fed. And um, so life was kind of a little bit of a drudgery. And I was in a bit of survival ro- mode too. I have, uh, because of my financial situation. Um, so it wasn't uh, what I would call uh, the kind of life that I dreamt about, but I, I was getting through my days. But when I was introduced to 101, um, what drew me in the door was the intellectual part of it, the, the topics, the ideas. And that served me very well throughout the entire 101. But what I found is, even though I, am, um, I have a social anxiety, um, once I settle in and I feel part of the team, part of the group, I have a sense of belonging. That's the biggest thing I've gotten out of it. And it truly um, was the highlight of every week in 101. You know, and at, at the very last section, they asked uh, what, what I felt about it. And, and it really has become the jewel of my life. And it's satisfied so many, other than food, shelter, and safety, it, it, it feeds a part of me that really is very important um, for me to have a full life. You're listening to You in the Ring, a podcast from CFUV 101.9 FM that explores untold stories from UVic's past and present. This podcast was created by the Uni 101 Leadership Class of 2019-2020 year. Each segment explores the different aspects of the program and features different members of our community. This segment of the podcast was created by Theo, Elizabeth, Raf, and Barbara, and features clips from interviews with the program directors, Becky Corey and Hannah Jones. The University 101 program, more commonly called Uni 101, connects members of our community to the university campus. This program is designed for people who otherwise would be excluded from post-secondary education because of significant barriers, including poverty, disability, single parenthood, and a history of mental illness. The program has been running since 2006 and offers a free, non-credited university course designed around students' motivation to learn. By taking these courses, students report that they have built confidence and trust in themselves and get involved in community organizations and enroll in post-secondary courses, among other outcomes. Since this kind of course was first offered 20 plus years ago in New York City, initiatives have flourished across North America and abroad. Founding concept focused on teaching skills in critical thinking and reflection. The Uni 101 is connected to an informal network of similar programs across Canada, each different from the others, depending on the local content. All share commitment increasing access to knowledge as well as an interdisciplinary critical and creative thinking practices. Uni 101 courses explore the humanities, the social sciences, leadership, and other topics from many different disciplinaries at the university. 
most importantly, Uni 101 cultivates students' sense of belonging, ongoing passion for lifelong learning, and informed analysis of society. The first few years of the Uni 101 took place at UVic downtown campus. When the program moved to the main campus, the effect was really powerful in cultivating a feeling of belonging for students. As Becky Corey, the program coordinator says, When we were downtown, although it was easier for people to get there, I think the effect was less significant in terms of feeling belonging on campus. And I think there's something very interesting about the effect of feeling belonging on campus, which is a place that lots of people in Uni 101 do not prior to feel belonging or feel like it's a space they can go to. It does not feel like a public space, even though it is. The goal of Uni 101 is to provide free non-credit university courses for people who have faced significant barriers to education. As Hannah Jones, one of the program staff, says, Our mandate is to reach people who face barriers to education. And we have limited room in the class and limited budget, so we have to kind of have a like clear mandate and guidelines about who takes the course. But I honestly think this course would be so amazing for anyone. I wish everyone could take Uni 101. We never struggle to get students. There's endless uh, interest and involvement, and we always get more applicants than we have uh, spots for in the class. Uh, instructors uh, are enthusiastic and plentiful, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of people who want to work with us and teach in the program. Um, TAs and other UVic students are enthusiastic and uh, hugely amazing contributors to the to the program. We're able to get so much support for the program because it's such an exciting and lively classroom community. As Becky says, The students in Uni 101 and 102 are way more active and way more engaged than most, you know, first and second year undergrad classes or um, and so we like to prep instructors to be ready for that. And so, you know, we often say to instructors that it's more like being in a graduate seminar where you have students who've read the material and have questions and uh, want to really engage in discussion. As with many programs that are trying to make university more accessible, there are many different kinds of challenges in Uni 101. One challenge that program coordinator Becky talked about was funding. So funding has always been uh, an interesting challenge and I think we've overcome it in lots of creative ways but I, I think we've primarily overcome it because there's a huge belief in the program from the university and in the wider community. So I think there's a really shared vision and shared um, belief that the knowledge of the university should be freely accessible to everyone in our community and so uh, so there's there's a lot of support for that. Another challenge that the program navigates is the bias and stigma, both in the media and in society more broadly. I think my protectiveness comes from the stigma and traps that exist in our world mm -hmm. around poverty, around right. racism, around colonization, indigeneity around ability and mental health, around addiction. There's just, this program exists in a, in a fraught terrain of stigma. <laughs> yes. When it comes to 
kind of talking about the program more broadly. In terms of outreach to students, we do tons and tons of things. Um, we put posters up all around town. We do sometimes yes. try to put um, kind of community notices into newspapers and other publications. Uh, so, so we're not shy when it comes to, we're not hesitant when it comes to outreach okay. to students. Um, but we are very cautious when it comes to kind of traditional media and right. newspapers and right. that kind of thing. Right. Uni 101 aims to counter the harms of isolation through a paradigm of belonging and active community building in the classroom. We do this because one of the characteristics of poverty is social isolation, even more so with COVID-19 and the glaring inequalities of digital access. Becky mentioned the outreach that the program carries out to try to connect with potential students. Hannah elaborates on this, talking about how exciting it is to see people get more comfortable in the Uni 101 community as they build more trust with the program staff, volunteers, and other students. Everyone is very nervous when they go to a new thing, and so usually very nervous and unsure and like, or like not sold on the idea or skeptical of it. Um, are suspicious of us, uh, which is one of my favorite interactions at info sessions, actually. Um, but then seeing people like get more comfortable here, like feel like they can kind of be themselves in the space, gaining new skills, getting more outspoken, and then getting to the point where people are like leading parts of workshops for volunteers as part of Uni 101. It's just such a cool thing to be able to see that trajectory in people. An important part of the Uni 101 program is to recognize and respect the work that students are doing to make change in their own lives. Instead, the Uni 101 program focuses on creating the conditions for learning and community building. We create the conditions wherein people can do whatever they do. And we create those conditions in very particular ways. So we spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time thinking about how do we create those conditions wherein we can have conversations about difficult, intellectual, challenging topics where we can challenge each other in our thinking mm -hmm. while also having belonging and having building trust. And, um, and in fact, that the belonging comes first. The belonging and the trust enables the difficult conversation. Our next segment is a dramatized example of a typical day in Uni 101. Joe attended the Uni 101 info session at the Quadra Community Center. Let's check in with Joe at week four of the program. I'm at the Rainbow Kitchen and I notice the time. I realize that I've got to catch my bus. I notice that I've left my readings behind and rush back to collect them, almost missing my bus. On the bus, a passenger notices me reviewing my readings and asks me what I'm reading. I explain about the program and how wonderful it is to be back in an educational setting after 20 years, especially how nice it is to be in an environment that prioritizes education for its own sake rather than for grades or certificates. As we pull up, I collect my belongings and step off the bus. There's Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Ruby finished the Uni 101 and 102 programs in 2010. She participated in Uni 201 until recently completing the leadership program last summer. She has been a volunteer student liaison for the Uni 101 program ever since. While enjoying the sunshine and working in the community garden, 
I've been reflecting on this week's readings, running through key concepts in preparation for this evening's seminar. On my way to the Clarehue building, passing the bus loop, I see Joe getting off the bus. Hey, Joe, how's the hip? Jordina is a fourth-year creative writing undergrad who has been a volunteer TA with the Uni 101 program for the past three semesters. We catch up with her leaving her creative writing lecture. I actively switch mindsets from my role as a student to a collaborative learner and facilitator. I notice my energy rises as I approach the coffee room. I'm always so excited to hear all the different perspectives provided by such a diverse group of students. Oh, there's Joe and Ruby. Hey, you two. After Ruby and Georgina have their pre-class meeting, and Joe has had his coffee, cookies, and conversations with classmates, they come together in the classroom for seminar. Ruby, Georgina, and Joe are all in the same small group. Let's check in. Let's practice our critical thinking skills and generate some collaborative questions about the readings. Yeah. Biases are a difficult and important topic, so feel free to ask challenging questions. I had a question about the different types of bias. I wasn't clear on what actor-observer bias is. So, I guess my question is, what is actor-observer bias? Great question. Let's see how it's defined in the readings. I'll check. In the meantime, how can we make that open-ended? Can you refresh me on the difference between closed and open-ended questions? Closed-ended questions have a simple answer, such as yes or no, while open-ended questions don't have a definite answer and allow for discussion. For example, in what situations might we experience actor-observer bias? Right. Thanks. Seminar continues until 6 p.m., then the three participants head to dinner. I'm excited for the lecture tonight. Audrey's amazing. And she presents the topic so clearly and with such enthusiasm. I'm sure we'll have most of our questions answered. I'm Mal. Welcome to the Uni 101 broadcast. This program changed my life in a good way. It's such a collaborative community within UVic itself. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm a volunteer at the Uni 101 program. And I'm Craig. I've been with the program for about nine years. And like a bad debt, I won't go away. And we are here to talk about pedagogy and preconceptions of the Uni 101 program. Being a free non-credit course, our goal is not to funnel people into credited programs or act as a prerequisite, as many folks might think it is. We start each class with a seminar followed by fascinating lectures taught by our volunteer instructors, many of whom have won prestigious teaching awards. For our Uni 101 class, we focus on the humanities, and for the Uni 102 class, we focus on the social sciences. Our volunteer professors enjoy teaching for our program because they get to choose what aspect of the discipline they're most passionate about, which makes lectures incredibly engaging. We talk to some of our students about their favorite topics. Philosophy. Learning about the Carl Lutz rescue mission. I was the creative nonfiction when I was a student. Oh. The way I witness memory works. Studies of uh, history. 
global food situation? Well, it would be really hard to narrow it down to one. Uh, I, I would say from this semester, my favorite was the Carlettes. Pedagogy, or I used to say pedagogy, and once I found out how to pronounce this word correctly, I had to figure out what it means. Yes, I had the same problem. I had to practice pedagogy myself. Well, according to the dictionary, pedagogy is a method of teaching, typically in an academic subject or theoretical concept. It is incredible how much we've learned. And I don't even know what a gogy is, and how do you pet it in the first place? A typical learning environment consists of a professor feeding the baby birds, as in the students, and the students digesting and regurgitating the knowledge onto tests and assignments. That's a great analogy, Craig. And Uni 101 isn't like that at all. Everyone learns it in their own way and at their own pace. Yes, Uni 101 pedagogy can be called unigogy. Shannon and Al, do you think we should get that copyrighted? Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we could get it copyrighted and put it on a billboard. Craig, your jokes are hilarious. You definitely have talent. My ego is about to explode. Maybe we should bring in some instructor interviews. We've interviewed three of our instructors to talk about Uni 101 pedagogy and how being in the program has impacted them. For this segment, we spoke to Cameron Owens of the Geography Department, Aaron Kelly of the English Department. And here is Audrey Yap, the philosophy professor. She teaches us about biases in science and encourages us to be critical thinkers talking about why she enjoys participating in the course and why she chooses her topic. I liked it because the atmosphere was just so different from how it is in, you know, most of my classes. Um, the people were really different. They were engaged in like different kinds of ways than a lot of my other students are. So yeah, I just really liked, I liked the atmosphere. I liked the people. That's why I came back forever. <laughs> and then I chose my specific lecture topic. I don't know. I mean, I kind of chose it. It also kind of chose me. Uh, so I got hired at UVic in the philosophy department to teach logic and critical thinking. So a lot of the stuff that I'm teaching in Uni 101 is stuff that I might teach in a critical thinking class. Um, but I think that also somehow it just ended up working out that I would end up going earlier on in the semester. So I would so I would be one of those people who was trying to like lay some of the groundwork for how to approach things like arguments, how to think about things like disagreement. Um, I think that like the critical thinking stuff just sets up talking about arguments, gives you some vocabulary, um, lets you see how those things can be applied. So it happened to be what I got hired to teach. I don't actually teach a ton of the critical thinking stuff these days, um, but I think that it still ends up being kind of relevant and I just enjoy it. I like like giving people some of the tools they can use to do some of the fun stuff and talk about ideas. Is science and bias like a specific topic that you like as an example? or? Yeah, I really like it as an example because I think that um, lots of people, if they haven't really thought a ton about it, have this picture of science where it's just like value free. It's just where you just have knowledge and it's totally objective. And you find people totally like in kind of tech saying stuff like this. It's like, oh, well, it's just technology. It's not like got values in it and then as soon as you start to think a little bit more about it you realize that actually it's way different so I like it because it's an example where most people can kind of can see how lots of our preconceived ideas uh, are not quite right pretty quickly so it, it ends up being fun
In our next clip, the lovely and talented Erin Kelly of the English Department came in and she lectures us on the book as information technology. Erin describes what many of our instructors say, that they like the dialogue between instructor and students because it is not the typical baby bird slash mother bird relationship. At uni, both parties are regurgitating to each other. The regurgitating is reciprocal. Sweet, sweet little bird. Um, the class that I'm teaching uh, this term in many ways, I'm teaching a young adult literature class that's very much focused on the book. Um, the subtitle of it is The Magic of Books, and sort of ways that books are represented and thought about in young adult literature. Um, but one of the elements in that class actually emerged almost directly out of something that happened in a Uni 101 class, which was that someone asked me, and I admit my, my training is very much focused on Western Europe, a European tradition of book production and book history. Um, I know a little bit about non-Western things, but it's not exactly my, my major research area, my strong suit. Um, but a student asked me a question about uh, books in Africa and books in South America that actually sent me out to do some reading. And again, I will never be a major expert in this. This will never be my primary research field. I don't have the languages. I'm, But I'm really glad to have had a student ask a question where at the time I very much had to say, I don't know that motivated me to go out and learn some things I didn't already know. And that has now led me to include a particular book on the syllabus of the class I'm teaching this term specifically so that I can bring those questions and some of that material to my students this term. I think it's really gonna shake them up. I think it's gonna shake them up in good ways. Um, and it's gonna shake me up in some of the ways that the questions from students in Uni 101 always shake me up. Um, so. In, in that sense, um, I think that uh, Uni 101 has definitely affected my pedagogy. That was wonderful, Erin, and that was a portion of Unigogy that we refer to as collaborative learning, which is one of the primary goals of the program. What I like about Uni 101 is the person-to-person -person level interactions and learning between students and instructors. We also learn from each other. Yes, and we learn from each other as much as we learn from instructors. It's collaborative rather than competitive. That's why there are no grades or mandatory assignments. We get rid of all those nasty distractions that can cause anxiety. The focus is on learning for learning's sake. I am tired of the sound of my own voice. Here's Cam doing all the heavy lifting. I'd say one thing I try, well, both in my regular class and in Uni 102, not not to lecture too much. We we love the first class we do with Uni 102. We do a lot of um, kind of icebreakers and games, we play a community mapping game. Later in the term, we get outside and do a walking tour where we try to unearth the different layers of the ecological and cultural history of this campus. Uh, when I do actually, I guess, lecture or at least discuss, I love bringing in my own research partly because I'm so fascinated by what the students will have to say about the questions that I'm actually grappling with in terms of uh, sustainable community development and land use conflict. But I really appreciate the insights that the students bring. Uh, they have experiences that my younger students don't have. I, I really appreciate the dialogues that we have in that class, and I learn as much from the students as they learn from me, I'm sure. Uh, so I definitely have a much broader and wider perspective myself after having engaged with them.
my favorite memories of 102 are sort of right at the beginning and right at the end. And by right at the beginning, the first thing we do is a little bit of an icebreaker. And rather than just going around and asking the students to introduce themselves and where they're from or something like that, we give them an image. And can be I have a whole file full of photographs and they can be photographs of a ski slope or photographs of a VW van or photographs of a rainforest scene or something. And we ask the students to introduce themselves, but then use that photograph to tell us something about them. And sometimes they're really profound and really honest and, you know, deep reflections on past struggles or past triumphs. Sometimes they're light and humorous, but whatever they are, they really give a slice of the students. And I've done this now every year and I absolutely love it and absolutely look forward to it. And I think the discussion is amazing and, and just how honest and, and open the students are and how reflective, um, fascinating. And then I've only been able to do it once, but I did go to the graduation ceremony, so the end of the whole um, the whole event, and that was that was so uh, heartwarming. Like, definitely brought tears to my eyes just to see how excited the students were, how how proud everyone was of each other. So I'd say those are the two things that really stand out right at the beginning and then right at the end. The nature walks we would go on for the community mapping project is a way to see our environment up close and to get out of the stuffy classroom. It's very interactive. Cam Owens and Ken Josephson bring in green maps and we play games that they invented using maps of Victoria. They even make us pine needle tea from ingredients that they've forged at the university. Yes, I love the nature walks and we get the benefit of Cam and Ken's knowledge of local ethnobotany and a lot of tasty local plants go into the tea that Shannon just mentioned. The tea is very nutritious, and I delude myself into thinking that all that nutrition compensates for the kilogram of carrot cake I devour after the nature walk. Next, we'll hear from the very knowledgeable Aaron Kelly. Uni 101 is the best teaching experience that a faculty member can have on campus. That is the, the short answer. Um, so I think that if you asked anyone who is a faculty member what they see as, what they would envision as a great teaching experience. You get to present something that you find fascinating, important, interesting, uh, that you think other people will find interesting. So you get your own choice of what to present on, talk about, think about um, with the group. Um, and you get to assign materials to read in advance that you think uh, are important and interesting. And then you show up to teach and everyone has done the reading. Everyone has terrific questions. Everyone is engaged. Everyone wants to discuss. Lots of the questions that you get will push you in interesting directions and stimulate your thinking in ways that you weren't entirely prepared for. And at the end, um, you don't have to assign anyone any additional work to do. You don't have any marking. Um, there is, isn't evaluation, and everyone is just thrilled with the fact that learning has happened and ideas have been exchanged. It is a very, very pure kind of teaching, and it's, it's just an absolute thrill to get to come in and share ideas and um, 
experiment a bit. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to bring things that are new or half-formed or emerging in your thoughts and to try them out. When instructors and students make their motives for teaching clear to me and my fellow students, I feel confident that they have integrity and honesty as part of their core values. Is there a political agenda to my teaching? So I love this question. Um, and I love it because uh, I get to say yes, but I get to explain why. So I would be happy to say there's a political agenda to my teaching, but that's because I think that teaching is always political. So I think that like all the decisions we make in our teaching, what our assignments are, what goes on our syllabus, what doesn't go on our syllabus, how we teach, all that stuff, I think it is all political because it always has political implications. So for me, having a political agenda actually just means that I try to think about that. I try to think about what the political implications of all those different decisions are. So what kinds of messages am I sending to my students when I'm teaching them? Like what kinds of unintended consequences do different things have? So I think that that's what I think that's what having a political agenda means is that you're actually just thinking about what your agenda actually is. And so, yeah, working with Uni 101 has definitely affected my perspective, affected my pedagogy. It reminds me just how much more fun and effective learning is when you actually want to be there, when you keep things concrete, when you go back to lived experience a lot, uh, when you check in with people about how they're learning and whether or not things are working for them, um, when you realize how much perspective matters. So it's always just a really good reminder, I think, for me, because uh, there's a lots of stuff that you're just never taught when you're um, like you're learning how to become a professor. Most of what you get taught is like how to do research. Um, lots of us don't really get much in the way of te learning how to teach. Biases. Everybody has biases, and it's how we recognize and admit that they are there in society and ourselves, and how systemically impactful our choices are. Recognizing my own biases and being cognitive of others' biases and perspectives has changed my view of the world and has resulted in my habit of always considering different sources of material when I'm learning about a new topic. So it's challenging not to always feel like you have enough time. On the other hand, the fact that the time is limited and it's discreet and it's one week and that's all you get means that you are planting seeds, you are bringing bits and pieces, and you hope that Uni 101 students will follow up, will follow leads, will do more reading, will think more, will ask questions. Some people will write something, some people will teach someone else, some people will have a conversation with a friend where these ideas get spread around. And so it's challenging not to have enough time. It's also an opportunity to realize it's not all about you. It's not all about what happens in the classroom. Actually, what happens next and what happens because the students are doing it is probably what's most important. Oh, I'm very grateful to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm very sincere when I say it really is one of my favorite parts of the job. But when I have, um, you know, Uni 102 is one of those things when it's on my calendar and I see that it's coming up, it's something I look forward to, even though it's at the end of the day. And, you know, I might be inclined to just want to go home. You know, I've been teaching all day and oh, Uni 102 is coming up, but it's it's energizing. It, it's probably great for the students, but I would also want to share that it's great for the instructors.
Well, thank you very much, Erin. Well, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. So, Thanks. and and thank you all for all the good work that you're doing. Um, I mean, I maybe the only other thing I want to say before I completely disappear is that I think students in Uni 101 really do function as a community and learn from each other as much as they learn from anyone who comes in to teach the class. And that is actually one of the other things that. I'm looping back to what you asked about my pedagogy, that sometimes some of the best learning happens from students talking to each other, not necessarily from the person in the front of the room. And that the kind of community you all have is really a learning community. And um, sometimes the job is to try to create that more so than simply to deliver <laughs> to students. And that, listeners, is a summary of our unigogi. So tune in to the next compilation of voices. Hi, I'm Andrew. I've been a part of the Uni 101 program since 2016. We collected interviews from students and fellow volunteers before the COVID pandemic because we wanted to explore themes of community, belongings, barriers, growth and confidence in students, as well as in ourselves, to relation to the Uni 101 community. We have challenged our own beliefs and learned to adapt them based on critical thinking. First, Sherry interviewed Michael. I remember listening to Michael and feeling like this is why we do this. This is why I took it myself and continued as a student leader. At one point, I was so emotional, my voice lost its strength. Can you describe a moment from Uni 101 or 102 that stands out in your memory? Yes, I can. Uh, when I returned for 102, I was dramatically more comfortable with the whole uh, environment, the people. I knew some of the people from 101, uh, but I was completely uh, comfortable. I was, comfor of course, comfortable with all of the TAs and, and uh, the leaders of the program. So, uh, and uh, But I remember the first day that I started at 101, I, I was anxious. I don't know why, but I was anxious. It was unknown. Uh, 102, though, I was so calm and I felt welcome. I, I knew I was welcome from 101. And so when I walked in the first day in 102, I felt very welcome. How did you feel walking into your first 101 class? I know you kind of answered that a little bit, but can you expand on that? Well, I was very enthusiastic and optimistic about the program. I liked the idea that it was a, um, a survey of all of the various faculties within the humanities. So I was really excited about that. But I, my expectations were, I didn't know what the expectations were, and I didn't know what my expectations for me was. So I, and I do have a bit of anxiety around people, so I decided to follow my own rules, which is just show up and, and uh, show up, go through it, and then we'll see, we'll analyze w what it all turned out like afterward. Anxiety can be so deep-rooted that we can't see beyond ourselves. It can become its own entity or barrier. For example, getting off the bus or into the Clearview building or classroom takes courage to enroll and participate and develop a growth mindset. It is almost a healing process for many people, giving people a voice, a space to learn, 
and a focus on positive connections. Those in leadership roles will sometimes display their own vulnerabilities. I knew enough about the experience that I didn't think anyone was going to be mean or anything, but I also knew enough about it that it, it was kind of a vulnerable thing to be there. Like I, I feel like we all come to uni one with some form of vulnerability or marginalization or some experience, and so I think just stepping into that was part of what made it scary and not knowing who was going to be there. And there was a lot of people the first night, so that number was scary too. Um, so the dominant feeling was nervousness, but there was also excitement. And I think within a little while um, of kind of sitting in class and you know listening to Becky and Hannah and talking to a few classmates, it was able to dissipate and I could tune in more to the excitement. I've always, someone once told me that anxiety and excitement feel the same in their body and ever since then I've been like, oh, that is so true. And every time I feel anxious, I try to convert it to excitement. So it was like a slow process, the first class <laughs> getting there. As far as being comfortable and speaking in seminars, it actually, it didn't happen until the second semester in uni 102, I found in uni 101, I, I would get very anxious and um, feel that uh, my opinions weren't valid. I, was having self-esteem issues and uh, it's quite ironic that uh, I was worried that people uh, wouldn't find me worldly enough or knowledgeable enough about the, uh, the topics we were discussing. And um, so I would sometimes make excuses to leave the seminar, uh, sometimes drastic, I would leap out the window. Uh, <laughs> there was a time that I pulled the fire alarm because <laughs> uh, I hadn't done the readings and I didn't feel confident. Well, I actually heard about Un University 101 from a friend of mine, Desi. He's a good friend of mine and um, he'd been trying, telling me to go, go, go. And anyway, he told he filled me in on all the details so I wasn't very nervous. And uh, I remember meeting Craig for the first time at our, the first information session that I went to at the Fernwood uh, Neighborhood Community Center. When I walked into the classroom and I saw um, students already there and somebody stopped me from leaving. Her name was Juliet and she hasn't been here for a while but I've been thinking about her a lot because she she took care of me. She took care of me during um, my first term. I was also very incredibly nervous the first class. I was thinking that, oh no, how am I going to prove that I'm smart in front of all these other people my age? Because I knew it was for adults and anyone kind of like after high school. But when I went in and realized that I was the youngest person there, that was also very nerve-wracking because then I was like, oh no, well how do I prove myself in front of all these people who have so much more life experience than I do? And that didn't last too long, thank goodness, because I realized, you know, people were still very respectful and very encouraging with the different learning stages that everyone was at. And yeah, so very nervous, but that didn't last too many classes. I felt like I couldn't do the program, it just wasn't in me. I don't know if it was uh, being fairly new to Victoria and the winter blues or that. But uh, 
I did miss a class or two, but I came back, stuck with it, and I'm so glad I did, because uh, it's meant so much to me as I've uh, continued my studies with 101, 102 leadership. Show up, go through it, and then we'll see, we'll analyze w what it all turned out like afterwards, right? So I was quite anxious, because I didn't know any of the people. Um, and it was fun, actually. I think you, the very first session you made it fun. We sort of broke out into groups, and I started to feel um, a sense of fellowship. So when I came, I was very enthusiastic when I left the first session, and very optimistic about the second. And uh, I remember saying to Becky when I left after the first, I said, I'll do, I'm gonna do all the readings. She said, well, we'll see. <laughs> But I did do all the readings, and um, it really uh, lit a spark in me, and, and that spark carried right through 101. Uh, I was actually, the Christmas break was kind of an interruption in the fun. Our next theme is growth and confidence. A big part of these themes is taking that first step, either to come to an info session or show up to class. We join forces with people who share our ideals and whose friendships can take us places. We improve our own prospects while attempting to make the world a better place. We improve ourselves in the process. Here is a series of student and student leaders sharing their experiences. It's just, I, I can't imagine my life without having the experience that I've had since the fall of 2016. Like it's just, every step has brought me further to having a community, you know, having a place to belong and not just belonging in a group, but belonging in myself. I think the connections that you make and, you know, as you're in class longer, you get to know more people better and, you know, kind of one-off small talk conversations turn into like full-blown conversations about the topic or a shared interest that you have or something that you find interesting about the readings. I remember the second class, the moment when we split into groups to talk about the reading and I was feeling really other still at that point and really hyper aware of all the differences I could perceive between myself and classmates and like also even my opinions on what we read and some of the things I was feeling and I felt really vulnerable saying that in the group and not sure but every single person in the group was like oh yeah and like nodded and understood where I was having trouble and it was just really validating and set the tone for me of being honest even in times where I felt like maybe I was gonna express something different than other people or um, yeah so it just kind of broke through that nervous, vulnerable feeling that made me feel like it was safe. So that was my like favorite. It's been so long now, it's been about three years of my first class, but uh, I witnessed people now for their first class and uh, being a student liaison, my job's to welcome them and make them comfortable. So I see uh, new faces and for the first night, I try to approach them and kind of be their buddy for the, the evening and uh, just assure them that there's a lot of new people and you feel nervous at first, but I do witness that as the program continues, they go from that nervousness and everything just seems to come together for them. Before I went to 101, I came to 101, um, I would say I was 
just existing. You know, I had breakfast, lunch, dinner. I had a number of other programs that I was involved in, but they were, um, they didn't really light a fire in me. I have a huge bump of curiosity about all sorts of things and all sorts of people and, and so forth. And uh, that really wasn't being fed. That, that animal, that beast wasn't being fed. And um, so life was kind of a little bit of a drudgery. And I was in a bit of survival ro- mode too. I have, uh, because of my financial situation. Um, so it wasn't uh, what I would call uh, the kind of life that I dreamt about, but I, I was getting through my days. But when I was introduced to 101, um, what drew me in the door was the intellectual part of it, the, the topics, the ideas. And that served me very well throughout the entire 101. But what I found is even though I, am, um, I have a social anxiety, um, once I settle in and I feel part of the team, part of the group, I have a sense of belonging. That's the biggest thing I've gotten out of it. And it truly um, was the highlight of every week in 101. I, I did my readings. I thought about my readings. I uh, would look forward to coming to class. I had to miss a few because of some medical issues. But, but uh, you know, and at, at the very last section, they asked uh, what, what I felt about it. And, and it really has become the jewel of my life. And it's satisfied so many other than food, shelter, and safety, it, it, it feeds a part of me that really is very important um, for me to have a full life. Uni 101 affects everyone involved, from students to leadership to staff. There are different ways it can affect people, but there are common threads with everyone. This can be hard to talk about because we don't want to exploit students' narratives, and at the same time, it is important to talk about. We think people often enjoy reflecting on their own experiences and giving their own perspectives. Here, members of the Uni 101 community remark on how it has affected them. Well, I didn't. I didn't know if I could get through the readings and if I'd be able to, like, because I, I could. I was having trouble reading for long periods of time, but that has uh, grown and grown and grown, and now I have no problem reading a, you know, twenty or thirty page reading. The skills learned. Um skills and confidence, social skills I would say, uh, from the leadership training programs and just experience um, gave me um, confidence. I think some of the the things we work on, the, the nonviolent communication, the coaching skills and just the practice of meeting new people every semester uh, it's given me sort of the confidence to uh, continue with uni when I want to try other things. Hmm. Uh, that might involve public speaking, for instance, my Friends of Music Society uh, program. I don't think that would have been possible to actually learn or play an instrument in front of other humans uh, 10 years ago. Oh, it's changed my life. Yeah, I, I was drowning with my mental health issues and um, all I wanted to do was learn. I wanted to go back to school, but because of my mental health, I ended up dropping out of university and have a massive student loan debt that I <laughs> that I can't pay back. So yeah, it just it, it put a stop on on me furthering my education. So having an opportunity like Uni 101 um, is giving me the opportunity to learn 
and expand my knowledge, but it changed how I interact with people. Like it, it helped me find the woman that I always was, but had lost. So, <laughs> yeah, Uni 101 and just the, the people that I've met and, and, you know, having Becky and Hannah be such a massive part of it and the TAs that I, that I got to know and the liaisons, it just like, having a place where you can just like belong has made me so much stronger and it helped change me into a person that I know what I want out of life and what I deserve and... Sounds like you've come into your own being. Yeah, yeah, I've come into my own being and I refuse to settle in anything now, whether it's relationships or in just, you know, like with my own mind kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm a warrior, I've become a warrior and I like her. <laughs> what is important to you about Uni 101? You know, um, I used to think it was the ideas, the concepts, uh, and that is true, but what's most important to me is the group, the all of the people. Um, it's just, it's, it's, there's just something very positive and um, hopeful in the energy that's, that's exchanged between the various parties, you know, the students with the TAs, the TAs with the leadership, the, the leadership, they they lead, but they you don't even realize that they're leading. So we're all sort of coalesce into one group, and you know I've never really experienced that in business. I haven't, and certainly uh, uh, even with my family, I haven't. I mean, I have, but not quite the same way. Uni 101 program reflects the diverse community that exists in Victoria. It can be very hard to find a sense of community in the city, but having a program like Uni 101 opens the door to extending that community and making long-standing connections. When everything shut down during the pandemic, many of us felt the loss of connection that we had established within Uni 101. In the process of rebuilding that structure through online resources, we are striving to regain a semblance of our community that momentarily felt lost. Times like this is when we need it the most. I think in self-concept, it's really neat to think of myself as a student, and I haven't thought of myself as that in a really long time, and I think even when I did attempt other forms of um, higher education, it, it was hard to think of myself as a student because of how much I struggled, and I know struggling is kind of a universal student experience, but I still didn't feel like that, and I think because it eventually led to me needing to drop out and just feeling that um, loss, I think being able to think of myself as a student has had like a major effect on just like self-perception, and it's been really nice showing myself that I can do something that I thought maybe I, I thought I was going to have more trouble getting here, being there twice a week, doing readings, you know, and sometimes I missed a class and sometimes I haven't done a reading, but overall I've done a lot better than I thought, so it's kind of the effect of showing myself I can do something that maybe I didn't know I could.
101 is uh, the diversity is important to me. We have a wide range of people, various ages, different backgrounds, all people that have faced uh, barriers of some sort in obtaining a higher education. Where we come together and we look at difficult issues, uh, controversial issues uh, about humanity and social sciences. And it really makes us think, and we all get together in smaller groups, in a larger group, and try to address some of these issues and have great discussions, because there's different perspectives. And sometimes I hear something, I think I've never thought of it that way. So uh, it's just the diversity, the richness of the program, that it's not like a typical classroom where there's a teacher at the front, students listening, and that's it. This, there's interactions with the professor, there's questions, there's students, there's groups. It's really a rich environment. journey. In silence we find stillness, the mighty oaks shake their leaves reminding us to let go. Autumn is a time of change to crawl inside ourselves, quiet reflection. We enter the prism of light, you're amongst friends here, warm smiles. Gentle words of encouragement, slowly we peel back the layers revealing our true selves, a sacred space sharing love, laughter and lessons, opening our minds we seek oneness. inspired to write this poem based on my first experience attending university and just the general overwhelming and challenging feelings I was experiencing and I just needed an outlet to share my emotions and that's how the poem was created and I was quite moved with the result I just um, I'm very grateful of the experience and I just wanted to feel supportive and others to share the experience with. Thank you. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Well, um, I, th I don't think I'm unique. I think there's a lot of people um, in financial straits or they could also be struggling with health issues, mental health issues, uh, or physical health issues. And um, because they're struggling, or they feel like they're struggling, they perceive that their options have dramatically narrowed. Um, it's not true, but they believe it. I did believe it. But when I was exposed to 101, 102, I realized uh, not only was the Institute of University 101-102 an option, but 
it's an avenue for me for all sorts of uh, other options that have opened up for me. And that's the key. It's almost like leverage, you know. It's a, uh, a little bit of effort here creates a whole lot of movement over there through the act of leverage. And, and I, I look at Uni 101, 102 like that. It's a leverage point if you want to use it. And uh, I definitely am going to. This episode of You in the Ring was produced by Dakota Hagen in collaboration with the Uni 101 Leadership Class of 2019-2020, with help from Andrew Hines, Chloe Wiesenthal, and me, Coco Nielsen. This episode was made possible through the generous support of the UVic Student Awards and Financial Aid Work-Study Program. If you liked this episode, check out more at cfuv.ca and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Like, I just think it would benefit anybody to get to explore what it means to be human um, and what it means to be in community with people. Mm-hmm.